and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And that's not exactly the truth. We also <laughs> spend quite a few minutes uh, talking about ourselves. Yeah. You know? So listen, if you've listened, if this is the first time you're listening to Reality Blows, don't freak out. Uh, in about 45 to 75 minutes, we will mention a reality TV show, and uh, we'll go through the cast, and then we'll say that we kind of like it, and we're going to watch it again. <laughs> so um, that's probably what's going to happen at, towards the end of this. Um, and so while you're waiting for that, just go ahead and rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast Seriously, app. Seriously, do it, folks. Scroll down on your screen right now. Give us five stars. Makes our day. Yeah, I mean, it really does, and it's it's very simple. All you got to do is hit that fifth star, write a little something nice. It's beautiful. It's, it, you know, it's it's giving, mm-hmm. and, and it's good to give at the beginning of uh, the year. The giving season. This is the giving season. I don't know what the giving season this is. is. Didn't I believe, the giving season end when Christmas ends? I think the giving season is... You're just making something up right now. No, I can see your eyes. You're looking around the room. Oh. No. <laughs> The giving season is uh-huh. winter. Okay. Um, speaking of giving season, I have to go to a doctor today to get my hand x-rayed because I'm pretty sure I fractured my wrist. Well, you don't have to go. No one's making you. You are. You are actually making me because you're tired of having to do stuff for me because I'll be like, Nick, do the da da Nick, make the bed. Nick, do the ba da <laughs> I do a lot of babadas and dabadas, and I also make the bed. So yeah. it has been kind of frustrating. You've brought over up on my me end. going to the doctor a few times. Well, yeah, I want you to go to the doctor, so you shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Listen, I didn't. I don't really want her to shut the hell up, guys. I know there's a lot of people out there that really think. That uh, I'm mean to Ashley. Yeah, that's um, the rep you got. Most of those people are Ashley. Ashley listens back to this podcast, and uh, first what I'll hear is, it was good. I really liked it. It was funny. I go, great. And then maybe a day later, I'll hear, you got to stop talking to me like that on the podcast. You got to stop interrupting me. You got to stop interrupting me. You have and to talking stop, down to me. And you got to stop talking down. Folks, do I do that? Yeah. Write in and you, tell him what he does. Listen, I, I don't need anybody to write in. I okay? do. You I need keep, some support. No, I'm not. I don't. I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm not over talking. I'm not uh, interrupting any more than anyone would be if they were trying to have a peppy Fun, energetic, I know, entertaining this is what you say. podcast. Anytime Nick does something that is questionable, he's always like, "It's showbiz. It's I gotta showbiz, do it baby. for showbiz." Listen, I threw a a, a, a brick through <laughs> the window last night because it's showbiz. It's showbiz. Gotta keep it spicy. What about you? What about all the stuff that you do? What do I do? You're Love an- and support you. Antagonistic. Never. You burp sometimes. That's true. Um, well, listen, guys. If you guys were clearly uh, setting up for what's uh, the theme of um, year two of our show, which is going to be Us. Nick versus Ashley. <laughs> team Nick versus Team Ashley. And I want to see those hashtags out there. What are you, Team Nick or Team Ashley? I would probably not enjoy if anybody actually did that. Because yeah. I, I assume most people would be Team Ashley. It well, would be who knows? It would be strange to be Team Nick. Why? You're fun. You're a likable guy. I'm likable and fun, but people like you're more likable. Nah. Yeah. Nah. And then so I I feel like everybody would be Team Ashley and I would be like uh, asked out over here. Just like, what then the fuck, man? Then it would just man? be the Ashley podcast. I'd be like, what the fuck, man? Okay. Remember like <laughs> 10 minutes ago when I was like, I'd like to write down the prompts for the podcast uh-huh, so we don't uh-huh, get off the rails. Uh-huh. And you were like, no, nah, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. 
Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about my wrist. Well, talk about your wrist. I broke it. I fractured it. Maybe it's not broken. It's probably not broken. It's not broken. It's fractured. I, maybe. Or maybe it's just sprained. I don't know. A week and a half ago, I went to a workout class, and my partner in the workout class was, say it with me, a model. That's right. So I amped up my um, athletic output a little harder than I should, and we were doing this medicine ball thing where we were just throwing a medicine ball at a bag and, and doing a primal scream. And at one point, the guy came over, he told me to shift my wrist. I shifted it, and a shooting pain... Shit that wrist. Not shit it, shift. excuse me. A shooting pain came out of my wrist, and then ever since then, it's been kind of... My fingers have been tingly. I can't really twist my wrist. A lot of pain going on over here in this wrist. Yeah, she's been complaining a lot, guys. See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm just backing up your claims. You're right. You are correct in what you're saying. You have been complaining about your wrist quite a bit. I'm just annoyed by it because it's like... I got to go. I got stuff to do. I don't want to have to like go to a doctor and get an x-ray. That's so annoying. Listen, Ashley's the baton girl in a marching band, okay? She needs this wrist. I really do need my gotta wrist. Got to do the twirls, the twists, the one-handed cartwheels, all of those things. Another thing that's happened since we've been apart, dear blowhards, is that um, we have gotten a lot of feedback on the Six Flags episode, and it seems like everyone hates Six Flags. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've heard some people bring it up who mutual friends of ours who have listened to this podcast and said that either they haven't been to Six Flags in a really long time or that they used to hate it. Yeah. Most people seem to be like, yeah, Six Flags sucks. I remember loving it as a kid, so I don't know. Well, I, I don't think people revisit it as an adult, and I think if they do go as an adult, they hate it. I yeah. think it's how it works. Another thing that's happened since we've last chatted is... Oh, new... by the way, if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to our last episode last Monday. It's all about our trip to Six Flags Great Adventure. It's, I think, our best podcast episode. Yeah, and but although you said you really like it, but then also I was being mean to you or something. Well, right. at the end of it, you kind of complain about me nagging. In a way that shows. All right, let's talk no about this compa- right now. No compassion. Ba- what, what was it? In, what was the actual you. one in question? I'll tell you right now. Let's hear it. I did not go on the Green Lightning Monster lantern. ride. Green Lantern. I didn't go on the Green Lantern ride because I was scared of roller coasters. And at that point in the day, I could no longer pretend that I could handle a roller coaster or even try and pretend. I, I got copped out of the Green Lantern. You said the Green Lantern ride was horrible, okay? You and our, the, our other friends went on Terrible. It. And afterwards, you were like, I'm really glad you didn't go on that. Yes. And I was like, wow, that's so sweet that you care in Thank that way. You. Thank you. And then you were like, because you would have just been complaining about it to me for weeks. What? So it's not that you're happy I didn't go on it because I was saved a horrible experience. You're happy I didn't go on it so because you, you would have to, quote unquote, listen to me complain for weeks. I'm trying to save my friggin' ears over here. Come on. <sighs> Well, listen, Ash, I, I I didn't mean it in that way. Okay, well, that's how you said it. But <laughs> it would have been, that would have been true. Although I didn't mean it that way, <laughs> upon listening to my point coming from a different person, you, I'm going to say that that would have been true. You understand I, the difference between wanting someone to not have a bad experience and wanting someone to not have a bad experience because then you don't have to deal with them afterwards. Listen, I... I have to deal with you afterwards, regardless. 
I'm dealing with you. I'd prefer not do to. You, I would prefer or to do deal you not with you. understand the difference between those two. Caring about someone and wanting them to not have a bad experience. <laughs> For example, Nick, I hope you have a good day. Yeah, I don't right. want you to have a yeah, bad day. Right. The way you were speaking to me before I press record. Quote, unquote. <laughs> caring about someone because you love them and you want them to not have a bad experience. Or versus... Wanting someone not to have a bad experience because you want to save your future self. I'll tell you what, man. Can it not be both? Because it, uh, it was. Wow. That's fucked up, man. What? That is fucked. What's fucked? Why Just, can't I? What, what? Because you knew I was having a really bad time at Six I don't want to talk about Six Flags anymore, first off. We already <laughs> talked about Six Flags too much. <laughs> Okay, I just want you to like love me and be like, I, you know, you're in a you were having a bad time. And I'm glad that that time wasn't extended because I care about you and I don't want you to be in like a, a negative place. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Okay, 100 percent. Leave it why? at that. 100 percent. Why? Then you didn't there's say that another, on the podcast last week. Well, you did not say that on the podcast last week. Okay. I'm trying to be entertaining over here. Yeah, and your form of entertainment is by, you know, being mean to me. People love that. <laughs> no one loves that. First of all, it's, um, you know, let me finish. That's 100% true. What else is 100% true is the fact that if you would have went on that ride, for, at this moment, you would be grabbing your neck and you'd be like, oh, God, that Green Lantern ride. I'm so mad that you made me go on that ride. I'm so mad. Tell me that wouldn't have happened. Definitely would not. Because okay, it if, would not have happened. If we would all, if this ha- happened on Superman or Twix, okay, the Twix ride, um, it, and it did. You did have bad experiences on there. There's no one to blame. It's fine. We all just kind of blindly went on it. I was like, Ash, you got to do this. You have to go on Green Lantern. So that's why I was happy you didn't go because I was begging you to go. It was part of the reason why. Okay. I was begging you. I would have felt real bad for a week, probably two, while yeah. you were grabbing your neck and saying that your spine was all screwed up. That's, that is better. That's better. Yeah. So can both not be true? I guess both can be true. Both can be true. Ladies and gentlemen, I have just won this argument on the podcast. I would like everybody to stand up wherever they are, on the treadmill, at work, driving, stand up. And clap for me. The winner. I don't know if you won. I don't know if you won. I, I feel like my point still stands and it's like an overarching pattern that we need. To, we will address continuously for the rest of our lives. Why can't I just win this? I don't think it's as easy as winning and losing. I just want to win one. Yeah. Well, go join a basketball team. And start. <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> Um, another thing that we you missed blowhards is uh, New Year's Eve. Nick and I had a rocking New Year's Eve in bed watching Friday Night Lights. We can't stop watching Friday Night Lights. Guys, have you heard of this Friday Night Lights? Folks, it's pretty bad. It's awful, <laughs> and we are addicted. Sure, it's not reality television. We probably shouldn't be talking about it on the pod, but something tells me that reality television and Friday Night Lights, there is a crossover in that Venn diagram. Not a chance in hell, Ash, and I am going to go again. Once again, I'm going to go against you on this. Wow. I find that uh, Friday Night Lights is anything but real. Anything. I mean, reality real. fans and Friday Night Light fans, reality television fans, there's a crossover in that Venn diagram. You, Who? Us? Yeah. And other people. <laughs> other 
people. Well, uh, yeah, I don't really want to talk about Friday Night Lights, but uh, yeah, you know, we're watching it. And that was, but well, let's. I was talking about New Year's Eve. In New Year's, yeah, we did. We watched a couple of episodes. Our New Year's was very low key. We got in bed at 10 p.m. That's not true. It is. We were laying in bed bed, watching. But we saw the ball drop. We saw the ball drop. Mm -hmm. I didn't say we were asleep at 10 p.m. We were just lounging in bed watching Friday Night Lights. And then we watched the ball drop. We were eating Oreos. It was really our last hurrah. I went to 7-Eleven. I bought Oreos because at that point, that was going to be the last piece of sugar I ever ate in my entire life. How'd that go? Not that great, but I did eat most of those Oreos. Um, the uh, the only fuck up I made was that I didn't get double stuffed. Mm, and they didn't have them. Up. They didn't have them at the 7-Eleven I went to. I was what? really pissed off. I, at this point, I kind of feel like double stuff have to be the regular kind. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. toss the regular kind out. We don't yeah. need them. They're gone. Okay? Yeah. Just have double stuff be the base and then move up from there. Yeah. Because they have mega stuffed. What? Yeah. Excuse ha- me. It's double, double stuff. That sounds like you. That sounds like a offensive. No. Mega <laughs> stuff does not sound offensive. I'll tell you, it's not as good as you'd want it to be. It's, what? It's a bit too much. The double stuff is the perfect amount of cream for the cookie, the ratio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the me- I like regular. You'd probably you'd probably eat Oreo thins, you freak. Yeah, that sounds great. Those are gross. And as I was eating these regular ones, I was like, "Just not enough cream. This mm. is just not enjoyable enough. Mm. Get me a double double stuff right now." Did you take the top off of one and the top off another, and then put those two together? Yeah, I took the top off of one. I was like, "Where's the cream?" It like it was gone. It was like had like fallen off. It was disgusting. What? <laughs> Where did the cream I, go? I. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Maybe the cream was still there, but I was upset with the lack of Okay. Cream. And I was starting to think about putting some other stuff in there. I'm like, well, now that this is open, I might as well put some other things in there. Maybe like some ham and cheese, you know, some peanut butter, something wow. like that. Wow. Because it needed a little something. It was a little too dry. Too dry. It was a little too dry. Um, what else did we do? On New Year's, we didn't do squat. I yeah. mean, we, we, we sat around, we watched New Year's, um, uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. We really dropped the ball. Ooh, fun little unattended. Um, oh, I didn't uh-huh. even notice that till right now. We dropped re- the ball on what? We really dropped the ball on New Year's making resolutions and treating this like a start to a new year. I mean, my resolution so far has been to count calories, and I guess I've been doing a good job at that, but... That's really the only thing. Usually I have like a 10-page uh, manifesto about my new self. Yeah, I haven't done anything yet. I'm, I keep thinking that this is the day. Now it's, what is it, June? June. What is it, January 7th? <laughs> yeah. Seven days in? Yeah. Still still trying to get around to cracking open my goals notebook. Yeah, aren't, weren't you going to do like a vegan keto? I was going to do veto. I was going to do... <laughs> Keto. I don't know. I was going to do a lot of stuff. I think I'm going to count calories, too. It seems like a fun thing. And also, it doesn't... If I want to eat 12 Oreos one day, I'll eat that. Yeah. And that'll be the only thing I eat all day. You can do it. So you can do it. I have gotten really into counting calories. I think it is so fun. It is like an extra little game that I'm playing because I've connected it to my Fitbit. And so it's like, you know, I can watch my calorie, uh, my, my calorie allowance for the day increase based on exercise, which is dope because you're like, oh, I have 500 calories left for today. And then it connects to your Fitbit. And it's like, oh, wait, I have 800 calories left for the day. Uh, you know, these are the little things in life as a 30 year old woman. I've never counted calories before. I've always kind of done more of the no carb situation, which yeah. has worked wonders for me and then 
and then nightmares. Um, but uh, I'm I'm interested in doing it. Just because I I desperately want to ha- use the phrase caloric intake, mm. I've been I've always wanted to use that. The hot phrase, caloric intake. It just seems like a uh, a phrase for a much smarter man than I. No, you're smart, babe. Oh, thank you. I am smart. <laughs> I don't know what I just did. Anyway, New Year's has been lackluster, a bust. Yeah, uh, I, I got, feel like it's been like that across the board for everyone that I've talked to. It's been to. horrible. Yeah. 2019 sucks. It's been fucking like <laughs> oddly warm in New yeah, York, it's been too. warm. There's it's been like, like in the 50s. There's like toads on the street. Yeah, there's like birds chirping. I'm like, what are you doing? Lily's having a good time. Our cat Lily's having a great time. Deep winter. This is big time for our cat Lily because we have switched up her wet food. We're trying to see if she likes this wet food a little bit more. Ash, take a look in the kitchen right now. How much did she eat of it? Mm, there's a box blocking the wall. What? Yeah, sorry. We, we got to eat that box. Lily. Um, Nick, should we talk about the show that we watched? Sure. Why don't we take a break? Yes. We will come back. Yeah. And we are going to talk about reality television. Uh Uh-huh. Strap in. Strap on. All right. Let's take that again. (laughs) Folks, we're back. Uh, So we decided to do a random watch Mm -hmm. last night, and we watched two episodes of a Netflix show that just premiered. Uh, It is an Aussie show, an Mm -hmm. Australian reality show called... Instant Hotel. Instant Hotel, folks. Have you watched this yet? So it's not actually Netflix's show. They just acquired international rights to it. And I've got to come out and say it right now. I am loving Netflix's reality selection. Yeah, they do a really good job. I don't know any other place that has as good um, international reality. 100%. Than Netflix. I mean, Netflix kills it. You guys, if you're more, if you're interested in other uh, uh, international reality stuff that we've listened to, uh, Terrace Hotel, Terrace, Terrace Mo- House. Terrace House is mm-hmm. something that we've watched for a while, which we talked about. Um, there's a few, um, there's, you know, what was that? The musician and her husband. Yes. There's like, there was a few, like, I believe that was a Korean show. Oh um, my God. What was the best reality television show we've ever seen? Oh, 11 men with a secret gather by a pool. Yeah. Uh, love, uh, shot at love or love, love stinks or love something or other. Damn. Oh my I can't God. Remember that. that sucks. Pause this right now. All right. Folks, this show is called real love. Okay, and they share an L. It's R-E-A-L-O-V-E. And the L is in apostrophes. And I'll just put it, I'll say it right now, Nick hates pausing to look something up. We've done it maybe five times over the year of podcasting. So that just goes to show you how much we care about this show. Real Love is, I don't know, this isn't the Real Love show, but uh, I hope they put out a new season of this thing. Real Love is the greatest reality show ever. Um, Yeah, go watch, go listen to our episode about it. We did a a whole episode. It's, it's funny that we talk about this now. I know that we kind of semi-introduce what we're going to talk about. We'll get to it. Do you know what just premiered? And I was watching the network with my mom hmm. the other day. What I was, was with it? Donna. And we, were, we were watching Donna, TV. Donna. Shout we, out to Donna. Shout out to Donna. We were watching um, TV. I think we were watching something on A&E. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 9 p.m. shows up. The premiere of the new season of 60 Days In. What? It just showed up on the TV. I was oh like, Oh my God. It was kind of like, um, <laughs> It just showed up on the TV. You know what it felt like? Because I was, that that show, by the way, listen to our 60 Days In, where, where I rant and rave about how I, I crushed four seasons of that show. Nick in about really went seven through days. something. 
It I was thought we were going to have to get him a house call from a therapist. It was really insane. But it was one of those things like, you know, like uh, it kind of felt like I was in the witness protection program and like I was shopping in the mall, like with my new family. And then all of a sudden, like somebody from my past life, like walked by and it just shell shocked me. I was like, oh, oh, but I and I had to just and my mom was like, you want to watch it? And I was like, no, I I, I can't. <laughs> I have to watch this in a, in a certain way. And so I just turned, I turned it off and I turned my head away and I ran upstairs and cried for a little bit. Wow. But 60 days in is back. Now, why are you, or why, so you're, you're saying 60 days in is back. Thinking of real love made you think of that because you're thinking of top shelf reality yes, shows. Yes, these are my, th- yes, because these are the ones of the past year. Like, yeah. I guess I sh- we should have made some sort of a year long list. Oh my God, let's do that next week. We could, yeah, maybe we'll make a, two- what we yeah. watched in 2018. It won't be what, um like things that premiered then it'll just be stuff that we have we talked about on the them. show we should start with the favorite and go to the worst well we'll see how much uh pre-prep we actually want to do on this show but yeah maybe look forward to that or maybe don't who knows no promises <laughs> but yeah 60 days in folks if you haven't caught up on that one you can watch most of them most of the seasons on uh, hulu that is insane mm-hmm. and real love incredible on netflix but this show i don't know could maybe make Cracking that top. I mean, it was... Okay, Nick, I I think I... This is fair to say that I am sort of a barometer for reality shows because I'm not uh, just a diehard fan in the way that you are, which is that you'll just watch trash for hours and yes. love it. Mm-hmm. I liked this show immediately. In fact, I was the one that insisted we watch the next episode, and I'm definitely going to finish it. Yeah, spoiler alert. I think we're going to actually finish this one. We watched two episodes of this season um, last night. And Ash, why don't you tell the fine folks at home what this show is about? Okay, Instant Hotel is sort of a, um, it's like a house competition show. These people in Australia are, sh- are sharing their Airbnbs, which um, I think of as like short-term rentals or, again, Airbnbs. But apparently in Australia, they're called Instant Hotels. And it is a mix between like a a house decorating show and Survivor is what it feels like. It is a competition show. You have five couples who all have their own Airbnb and they are all going to visit each other's Airbnb. So every episode, four couples are staying at one of the couple's Airbnb. And then they rate them on a scale of one to ten based on um, overall presentation, good night's sleep, uh, attractions in the area. There's a whole scale. And then they also have a world-renowned hotel interior designer come in, whose name is escaping me, but she is also one of the judges. So she adds her 10 points, uh, equaling 50 points. Possible, you could possibly get 50 points out of this. the reason why I liked it is because it really appeals to two very strong things I'm looking for in a reality television show. One is design. I love house shows. Um, I love house shows f- way far and above um, cooking shows. For example, Nick likes cooking shows. I want an interior design show. I want a house hunter, um, any of those, and a fixer-upper, you know. So it applies to my deep love for house shows and my love for competition and drama because it is starting to happen with these teams because they want to win the grand prize. I'll get to the grand prize in a minute. And and because they want to win the grand prize and because they are judging each other, their points that they're giving each other um, are being influenced by 
the house that they're staying in, their desire to win, and their feelings of the other couple based on interactions they're having with them while they're staying at these Airbnbs. Folks, it gets a little shady in there. A personality is now also being put on the table. Yeah, they're 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 kind. Of, I we watched two episodes last night. The about the towards the end of the second episode, there started to be some politicking, some yeah. like uh, pulling somebody off to the side and being like, you know, so and so, you know, they're very judgmental. I think they gave you the lowest score in your last house, so. Just to let you know, when it comes to us, we gave you the highest score. You mm-hmm. might want to scratch our backs as well. There is a mother-daughter team, um, and they're getting a bad rap in the sense that this other couple, uh, Leroy and his partner, keep saying that they're divas, and um, the the daughter, Bondi, keeps being late for checkout, and they're getting a bad rap in that way, but they keep giving the highest score but the highest score is anonymous so no one knows so then they're going around you know in secret rooms in the airbnb and being like just so you know we're pretty sure that we gave you the highest score yeah it was pretty salacious uh and i didn't know that this show was going to go there i mean it kind of uh it's going for sort of that style of reality drama as well as your fixer-upper um hgtv tlc type uh drama it's it, it was kind of nice. A nice mix. Nice mix. And the grand prize is, besides new bookings in your instant hotel, the grand prize is an all-expense-paid trip to California, USA. That's right. Hollywood, folks. And you will be staying in a famous movie star's Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. And everybody was soups pumped about this. Like, yeah. Very excited to go to America. Now, so far, they have just said over and over again that it might be owned by a famous movie star. Yeah. They have not named the movie star. I'm curious if they will. I did some digging. I found out who the movie star is. Who is it? Leonardo DiCaprio. What the fuck? He's got an Airbnb? <laughs> yeah. And we're not there right now podcasting from it? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. You would think they would use his name. Yeah, maybe they can't. Uh, it's very strange. Or maybe they're not actually going to put him up there, and that's why they can't but i do find it interesting in this show it turns out american culture is doing a-okay in australia yeah they're loving us over there yeah the second episode the whole airbnb was devoted to the 50s and 60s sort of aesthetic of americana aesthetic yeah so we're talking diner culture marilyn monroe uh, lots of uh, tile and checkers this person's airbnb just think of the diner that they go to in back to the future too happy days it's uh it's very much that stuff if if you were to put if you were to mix the happy days set with like another bunch of sets from the 50s uh, or 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 that depict the 50s and smash them all in one room that's what this guy's airbnb looked like this couple and it was so fun because one of the couples who i, I would say that they were the first couple that we visited um in episode one and they are they're from a little town called humpty doo humpty doo and people were really point like painting Humpty Doo as sort of a rednecky town and so the the couple from Humpty Doo who were staying in this Americana Airbnb they kept saying over and over again like Australia needs to see this yeah everyone in Australia needs to see this this should be like Boy, a, that's a genuine coca-cola machine mate Australia needs to see this <laughs> they need to see it um so it it's a, it's a lot of fun personalities. I mean, so far, my favorite is um, Mark with the mullet. 
Mullet Mark and his wife mm-hmm. are fantastic uh, for 50 reasons. They're the oldest couple there. Mm-hmm. Um, they Mark has a mullet. I like mean, a real like mullet. He's got shaved sides. Like it is party in the back business in the front. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. Um, and also they are incredibly sweet. They're the nicest in the house. They, yeah. They're doing this correctly. They're giving scores and good critiques, um, you know, based on valid points. Um, they're making friends with people when it came to their home. Like they were so touched by what people were saying about their house. Like, uh, Mark cried like three or four times. He kept doing this thing with his jaw. Yeah, he's just he trying was... to stop himself from crying. <laughs> he's kind of like shifting his jaw back and forth. And he, he's just a little toad like man <laughs> with a mullet. And he is incredible. I want to be Mark's friend. When they, in the first episode, they go to this bar in Humpty Doo, because again, like part, part of the, part of the scoring is like what sort of attractions are around, like what is there to see and do near your Airbnb. And so in the first episode, they went and they saw a, um, a le- an armless, legless crocodile named uh, Stubby, and he was part of the attractions. They watched him get fed and him like pirouette sort of out of the water doing jumps. And then the second part part of their day of tourism was just like a bar at Humpty Doo with a bunch of what could be described as roughnecks. Um, oh, they were Australian rednecks. Yeah, tattoos, smoking cigarettes. Bikers, lots of leather there, mate. Lots of drinking beer. It was a rough crowd. And we got some prissy people in this group. Yeah. Straight up priss. Not Mark, though. He popped up from his uh, uh, cafeteria table, moved over to some of the park benches outside, poured himself a pint. Started just yucking it up with the locals. They loved them, man. He was doing that like thing where like, you know, the white guy sort of like I'm drunk, but the brother like I'm like, yeah, brother, like, you know, where you like grab a guy's hand and like wrap your hand around it. It's not it's not like a full on handshake, but it's like a packed handshake. Yeah. Like, he was doing a lot of that with guys. Yeah. Um, and he was having a great time. He loved that place. Everybody else was like, mm, I don't know about this place. Yeah, mm. there was Nick made us rewind. Um, on this episode and watch Mark take a bite of a crocodile bur- burger a couple of times because yeah. of his face after he takes well, his first because bite. Because everybody else was like, crocodile burgers, that's what we have to eat here? And they're like slowly eating it and kind of looking around and then cut to Mark and he takes his first bite. And he like, it was like one of those things where it's just like you have like a transformative experience where you take the bite and you're like, oh man, life's just not going to be the same after that bite. <laughs> man, you could just see it in his eyes. They like rolled in the back of his head. Mike, yeah. Mark was, um, he was in heaven, basically. Yeah. Mark was having the best time. Yeah, he was He great. did not give this Airbnb the highest score though, which no. I was surprised by. The uptight mother and daughter couple did. I think he, they had problems with the fact that it was so hot. Yeah. Because that was their main point. There was no AC in the in the room. There was AC. It wasn't turned on for them or no, something? No, it was turned on. They said that that was like a nice detail. But I think they had trouble. I don't know what they had trouble with now, actually, that I'm trying to think about I, it. I believe Mark said, consider your guests in their heat and turn the AC on before you get into I that. I think he said, we appreciated that you did that. Oh, guys, we got to pause this and watch that whole episode again. We are having one of our classic fights. And, I, and we're back. I was right. <laughs> um But yeah. I'm excited to see where this show goes. I would like to make a prediction right now. I would like to make a prescription right now. I think that the daughter and mom are going to win. Don uh, Bondi and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the, it's it's a, a spoiled daughter who sleeps in and they're because part of the the show is like all of the uh, people who go to the Airbnb have to rate the Airbnb, but then the person whose Airbnb it is rate the guests. 
and it seems to be a running theme where Bondi, the daughter of the mother-daughter couple, cannot get up in the morning and get out in time for checkout. That's it also part makes of it. no sense why they're getting rated because yeah, it's, it's not like, and if you get a good score, you win a trip to... Well, or anything like no, that. No, I think you... See, I didn't correct you last night because I was a little too tired, but I heard you make this point last night. I think what you're missing is those scores, depending on who is the patrons in that in that episode, get added to their overall score at the end of the thing. Uh, so if everybody gets an... If you're... If but the everybody's guests are rated, getting I think the same every, score. Except for the couple who is voting on them so they it will sort of average oh. out if you happen to be a part of two groups that get a six and yeah. the rest of the groups all get an eight you're gonna feel that effect i see i see so um yeah i mean it's a it's a fantastic show it seems like ashley and i are probably gonna crush the rest of it this week so we'll keep you posted as usual and nick what have you been watching i got my old shows popping right now really uh they did something very strange what um, over the new year First of all, they moved Vanderpump Rules from Monday night, from Sunday night to Monday night or Monday night to Sunday night. I can't really remember, but it was based on that godforsaken Dirty John that's been playing on oh, Bravo. Everybody loves it. Do they? I mean, but Dirty John, the fact that Bravo is trying to sneak in scripted stuff every once in a while pisses me off. Mm. All right. So you say stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. Marry some medicine. Get below some decks. You know mm. what I mean? Do something. Um... But yeah, they got some. They're 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 now changing podcasts. In this is the world we live in. They're changing podcasts. Podcasts, podcasts are turning into TV shows. Yeah, it's the second one that I've seen this year. There's an Amazon one uh, that uh, you was a podcast and now is a TV show. I'll tell you this right now. I was at a huge comedy event on Friday night, very big, called Fifty First Jokes at the Bell House, and it's called the Golden Globes. Ever and heard of it? Um, there's a bunch of comedians there, fifty believe it or not, and um, everyone was talking about Dirty John. And they're liking it. Mm-hmm. Well, because they probably listen to the podcast. Listen, yeah. as we were talking about, we're Friday Night Lights people now. Yeah. So um, we're big uh, Connie Britton fans, yeah. clearly. Still don't really want to watch this show. I'll watch it. Okay. I dare you to watch <laughs> it. I know you won't. I dare you to, though. Anyway, so Bravo, first of all, they so they moved the day. They showed like two episodes of Vanderpump Rules, and then they moved it a day to be the new feeder show for Dirty John. Because they want to get fucking with their golden goose. Because it's they're basically jersdaying things. You oh, know what I mean? Gotcha. They're trying to get give, I think, Dirty John the Vanderpump rub. Yeah. Because it can't be the other way around. Vanderpump is so good and everybody yeah. watches it. And everybody it's, and loves it's fantastic. It. So they're moving that around. Once whatever the feeder show that was feeding into Dirty John ended, they moved Vanderpump to that night. I think it, they may have bumped it to Monday nights. The other thing that happened is, so they've been moving that, shifting that back and forth, and they um, now, for the new year, they played Real Housewives of New Jersey on New Year's Eve or, or, or Sunday night when it, it airs on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a new episode of Vanderpump Rules. Mm. So they had a new episode of uh, Real Housewives on Sunday. And then on Wednesday or on Tuesday, they had another episode. So they had like two episodes of Real Housewives of New Jersey, like two different uh, two days away from one another, both two new episodes. It's very strange. That they did that. I enjoyed it. I love uh, uh, New Jersey. It's uh, the Real Housewives of it. This is the best season in probably about four or five seasons. 
Um, so I wasn't too upset, but it, it, I don't know why they would screw around with their shows like that. Yeah, that seems odd. Just seems like um, maybe they're just not, people in television are just not that interested in keeping things so appointment television-y these days. But you, that's a mistake. People like their schedules. Yes, or do people watch it like the way I do the following day? I, I, I don't know. But Real Housewives of New Jersey is really, really good. I don't want to go into it for too long, but... Um, if you guys are watching, you realize they brought Danielle Staub back this year big time. She had come back last year a little bit. And Ashley doesn't watch the show, so I'll explain to her. Danielle was a point of contention in the first few seasons. Um, now, I saw, so I've seen a lot of the first season. So tell me who she is in the first season. She is the person that is going pretty much head to head with uh, Teresa in okay. the first couple of seasons. Um, the infamous scene in which is this the table you flip the, the table, table is being flipped. She was uh, around there involved in sort of stuff like that. She was around that era. That's really Melissa, her uh, her sister in law, and her that and and her brother and her and all that stuff is coming back in this season. Gotcha. And so there's a lot of arguing, a lot of fighting. I'm glad that they've moved off in the past two episodes. The fact that uh, Joe Gorga, Teresa's brother, is not talking to Noni. Um, their Nona Noni, their father, um, who is a, a widower um, mm. right now, mm. right now, uh, it might change. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, their mother passed away. Like they showed it last season or the season before that, and now um, that was ho- Teresa's whole gripe with her brother: "You're not visiting. You're not calling. You're not hanging out with our father enough." They've moved off of that, and now it's Danielle Staub, a character from some of the early seasons that they've brought back last season, slightly as a friend. She's still not a main character, doesn't get to hold whatever New Jersey holds in their hand. I don't know, in the beginning intro. She doesn't get her own little intro part. Mm. But she's a big part of this season because she gets married this season. um, And it's uh, hilarious because the guy that she's marrying is like a complete fool. And she's like a nightmare. And everybody around them is basically saying that in their interviews. And then the men took it upon themselves the night before his wedding to be like, are you really in with this? Because she treats you like shit. Um, calling him, I mean, really, uh, Joe uh, Gorga, not the, doesn't have the most couth in the world, uh, literally saying this guy's pussy whipped. You're pussy whipped. And Ugh. then this guy's like, but she's so hot. That's like this guy, <laughs> what this guy says. And it turns out that his family has disowned him Aww. for dating her. And he's like, what? but she's so hot. And then he, and then she went and took like forty five thousand dollars for her out of his like account to get her wedding dress, and he didn't know it yet. What? And he's just being used and abused. What's interesting about this is before this aired, the yeah. season they had already divorced, and everybody knew it. Oh my they divorced, God. and and they on the same day. This is always good on the same day when you get uh, dual restraining orders. Wow! On the same day, you know it's been you know it's magnifique um, your relationship that is. So uh, it's been a wild ride. You know I like the real trash bullshit. Uh, Danielle bossing around um, um, uh, Marge uh, and Marge having none of it. It has been fantastic. There's a scene in which uh, they're all getting ready for the wedding. And I guess Danielle had told them that they were going to do their hair and makeup together. And then all the women. Now explain to me what this is. All the women walk into the hair and makeup area with their hair wet. And she gets she keeps getting pissed off about this. I don't have enough time for that. Your hair is wet. 
So apparently the fact that they hadn't done a portion of their hair hmm. alone hmm. was going to take too much time to dry their hair, I guess blow it out and mm. then do it. I, I don't know. But that scene was phenomenal where people kept walking in one by one. And as they would walk in, Danielle would look at them and be like, your hair's wet? We don't have time for that. Hmm. And then she would yell at them, chew them out. That person would sit down and kind of roll their eyes. And then immediately following, another cast member would walk in with the wet hair. <laughs> and she just flipped out over and over and over again. Fantastic scene. If you guys have stopped watching New Jersey, and I understand if you have, because it has been depressing and boring the past few seasons, this is definitely the season to jump back on. There's brand new blood, and a lot of them are kind of psychopaths themselves. And yeah, it's a I've lot been of hearing fun. good things. I've been hearing it's been good. There's is... a character named Jen on there who um, went to one. She's brand new. She went to the other brand new cast members like compound. She's got like. An insane. She like basically lives in a high school. Like there's so many rooms and bathrooms. Jesus. And then she is a quote unquote writer. So she, um, she wrote uh, a piece in the Bergen Register, which is Bergen County's like his local paper. And the piece is, can you grow up with all the money in the world and still be a good person? Talking about this person's kids. Wow. And it comes out like during during it came out last episode. And uh, that's kind of where we left it. And then that person who she had wrote about her kids found out about it and is very upset. So, What's the answer, Kenya? Uh, I she claims I haven't. You apparently, you know, it's real. You can go and read it online. Yeah. And and I know that people have read it and said that it really isn't that horrible towards this woman. And and as she kind of comes out with like, hey, you know, your kid, her kids are actually really great. You know, so I guess I don't. You know, I guess they're proving that you can be kind of great. Although we haven't seen these kids be great on the show. They kind of seem pretty spoiled and they kind of seem like a little annoyed. There's like eight of them. They're like kind of ye yell and scream and run around. And then their mom buys them things. So uh. it's interesting that you bring up a local New Jersey paper, because when we went to visit your dad on Christmas Day, he had a local New Jersey paper sitting um, in the, the mail room, the Mammoth Journal. Okay, it's from Monmouth County, and I took a picture of it because there was um, a, a a title of an article. They call this the uh, the uh, Green Lady. What? I don't know. I was trying to come up with something funny because the New York Times is called the Gray Lady. Oh. They call this the uh, gr the garbage lady. The garbage <laughs> grease bag. Because New Jersey, New York. <laughs> dumps their trash in new jersey all right guys i'm sorry for interrupting <laughs> this continue i just really i meant to show this to you and then i never did i forgot about it until this very moment but it's a are you okay do you need some water what the hell's happening I'm joking i'm joking on how bad that joke was <laughs> the headline is a uh, middletown man guilty and a 10 million ponzi fraud Okay, so that's the headline. And then the picture accompanying this article is just these happy old men smiling. And one of them has like a a, a, a sugar skull bag from like Day of the Dead. My my family's from Middletown. And I just found that to folks. be that that picture with the headline delighted me. Um, what were they? What was the Ponzi scheme for? I, I didn't read it. We were just we were waiting to get buzzed in. I just oh, did a quick I know. Snap. Vicar Tax Receivables LLP. Everybody knows that. <laughs> For the vicar tax. I just really love it when someone's done something insane, like a $10 million Ponzi fraud, and then they just post a picture that looks like it was from a fun vacation. Yeah. Um, guys, you know what was a fun vacation? This podcast. Folks. Are we done? Nah, we're close to it. I might as well wrap it up right now. Wow. Do you have other things to say? Yeah, I got lots oh, okay. of stuff to say. Hit me with it. 
Um, I love the movie The Favorite. Oh, we did see The Favorite last night. Guys, The Favorite is fantastic. It's yeah. my favorite movie I saw all year. Get all it? Year. There's only been seven days. Um, and uh, But it was really, really great. You should see The Favorite. Um, we're loving X on the Beach. We'll have more to say about that yeah, next week. Yeah, we're actually week. not fully caught up, but we are enjoying that. But you know what? I've been talking to people. To me so far, it's just like, how can you deny Farrah's star talent and then people i'm talking to on the streets are saying that they find her annoying and i'm like you are no she is annoying what i didn't know you liked farah she's the best part of that show besides jose jose Jose. i say jose farah didi that's my ranking who the hell is didi deandra from are you the one oh yeah yeah she's good i don't know uh we'll, we'll see what happens I don't know. Lily's giving us a wow, mean, Lily a mean gave mug. Us a look like I've never seen before. <laughs> she said it's time to wrap it up, folks. That's been the podcast. Uh, please, as we said earlier, a rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, please find us on Twitter if you'd like at Reality Blows Pod. You can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B Roberts. You can find me on Instagram by searching my name, Nick Maritato. That's M A R I T A T O. If you want to email us. You can find us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, that's all she wrote, folks. And as always, uh, uh, may the Airbnb be in your heart. Oh, I account. What was it? Vicar Receivables. <laughs> all right. That's it. Bye. Bye.